Now, don't go away, because next on CBS Radio's Comedy Time are those two zany characters of many characters, Bob and Ray. On the air, Mr. Grulden. Grum, Grumbly, Grum. Gibson, Gibson. On the air, Mr. Gibson. And now, Bob Elliott and Ray Goulding present the CBS Radio Network. Hey, you know that the North Pole is an ocean 9,000 feet deep? No, I didn't know that. I, I knew it was deep because uh, it had to be pretty deep to hold all that ice and then also hold the atomic submarine that went under it. And the and South then, uh, Pole is a plateau 9,000 feet above sea level. All the... Uh, <clears throat> what's that? What is that again? The South Pole is a plateau 9,000 feet above sea level. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not planning on going there. And The Arctic, above 60 degrees north latitude, supports over 1 million people. There's countless land animals and extensive forests. Uh-huh. Are you having a civil that, trouble there, Bob? trouble again. Uh-huh. Do I have to do a commercial this evening? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Fat Chance. Fat Chance is here with us. Hi, everybody. Fat Chance We're going talking to be talking to him a little bit later about his uh, upcoming expedition. But right now, we'd like to introduce our child guidance expert. <laughs> Raconteur, traveler, lecturer, and cab driver turned child guidance advisor, Dr. Harlow Zickening, author of Child Guidance in a Zickening Fashion. Doctor, it's been quite a while since we've uh, chatted with you, and we thought maybe you could answer some of the questions that we are always, we're forever getting from parents. Thank you, Barnum. And uh, thank you so much. So as to uh, conserve time. Rather than all this preliminary exposition of who I am, what I'm doing, why don't you ask the first question to see if we can salvage some poor child's unhappiness Fine. to make his life one of joyousness. Because childhood is that happy period that occurs after birth and before you're an old man. Is that all the palaver from you at this moment? Yes, sir. Uh, doctor, uh, we have uh, a mother with somewhat of a problem. A child, age four, has just begun uh, kindergarten this year and takes an apple to school every day but forgets to eat it. Uh, can you advise this parent on what steps to take? Should she continue giving the child an apple or uh, wait until the child realizes that it is to be eaten uh, during uh, milk and cracker time? Yes, well, uh, Bob, to answer that simply is this. The adults must remember that uh, a child, uh, a child mind uh, can think of one subject at a time, yeah. and even uh, that one subject you cannot keep him at that for too long a period. But right. I mean, it's awfully difficult to keep a child's attention uh, on any given subject. Right, constantly mm-hmm. have to be feeding him stimuli to encourage him to think of the subject you're discussing. Yeah. Now, as far as this apple is concerned, I talk to him. In a matter of four-year-old, yes, talk to him in a matter-of-fact way, explaining to him uh, that the apple contains vitamins yes. and uh, and the food values that are essential to his uh, to his growth. Yes. Then, if he's still uh, 
forgets or refuses to eat yes. an apple, whack him. Okay. I think uh, probably that parent has uh, been helped by the advice. Another uh, letter is from a teenage uh, parent who has uh, a son uh, who doesn't seem to listen to anything uh, the parent says. He seems to be in a daze, according to this letter, and uh, it just kind of ignores uh, questions asked of him. And uh, this is a respect problem. You, uh, uh, this is a, a problem of a child uh, thinking that he knows as much as his parent. Now, this is a challenge to the parent to effectively prove to that child that he knows more than him or, and or, he has bigger muscles. And if the child doesn't listen, whack him. I think uh, maybe we have just one more uh, time for one more letter here, uh, Doctor. Uh, this well, one reads in Well, it is. Who it is? is. <laughs> this is Dr. Zickening. Uh, I well, I don't know as I'll grace you with a greeting. Do you, uh, you want to take one more uh, from uh, the mother of the seven-year-old? No, not. I didn't know I was being so poorly received. I just soon give her a whack as look at her. Well, well just maybe try it, well, then, I guess uh, that would be it for Dr. Zickening. Uh, want me back? I will get in touch with you, Doctor. Don't call us, please. Hi, partners. I'm going to explain the difference between ordinary stereo phonographs and Columbia Stereo One. Listen to an oil well on ordinary stereo. Now listen to it on Columbia Stereo One. thousand-barrel-a-day sound. The difference is Columbia's stupendous stereo projection, not just a couple of speakers shooting in different directions. Columbia gives you the real thing, fills every inch of the room with all the sound and feeling of a live performance. And I mean a Texas-sized room. Man, ain't that the prettiest money-making sound? I, I mean, uh, get down to your Columbia phonograph dealer and ask. Demand to hear Stereo One by Columbia. Why, they start as low as $39.95 for portables, $129.95 for consoles. Somebody count that well, we're losing a fortune. And now, as a sustaining feature on the Bob and Ray Show... We present another episode of One Fellow's Family. Today's episode, entitled The Neighbor's Dog, is taken from book XII, chapter VII, pages 2, 3, 5, 11, and 234. It's mid-morning as we look in on the family now. We find Father standing there, scratching his neck and saying, Hey, Benny, it's a beautiful morning. Yes. But there's a nip in the air. Yes, something bites you. Yes. Scratching your neck all morning. Yes, no, but they say sometimes that's a sign it's going to rain, I think. Well, I don't know if I ever read that. Did you just make that no, up? No, I... Honestly, the older you get, I think you're developing a sense of humor. Well, well it's something like that. Either your scratching dotage. your neck or kiss a stranger or something of that sort. Mm -hmm. Are you going to get money? Yeah. That's itchy palm getting money, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And an itchy nose is you're going to kiss a stranger. Oh, oh, I'm glad. oh, oh. there's that 
Dog, gone dog from next door. Yeah, tore up uh, all my mums yesterday. The new neighbors who moved in there just last week. The mean thing, too. I'd go out and I'd try to talk sense to them, but they just sat there and growled. Yeah, it looks like a dachshund to me, then. It's a neurotic dog. And yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, mess with him. I think we ought to call the people or, or call the police. Well, he does make a lot of noise. Look, he's scratching a hole right there underneath the cherry tree. Yes, now he's scratching his neck. It must be going to rain. Now, please, <laughs> that <laughs> doesn't indicate Benny, rain. Benny, Benny. I just don't know what we're going to do with him. With... Honestly. Why don't you go up the phone call them? All right. Do we know their number no. or their name? Well, they just moved in. Huh. Well, I'll see it's you. Awfully too. close. Close the window anyway. Here. Gee whiz. Well, I think I'll go out with a broom. Well, don't go near the neighbor's dog. I'm not. I'm just going to sweep the steps. Here. You have been listening to One Fellow's Family, brought to you as a sustaining feature here on the beloved Bob and Ray Show. Today's episode, entitled The Neighbor's Dog, is taken from book XII, chapter VII, pages 2, 3, 5. Watch it, that fool dog out of here. 11 and 234. One Fellow's Family is written and produced by T. Wilson Messy. This is a Messy production. I think, Ray, we might uh, just take a moment out now to billboard some of the show business greats, guests on the Mitch Miller Show this Sunday night. And what a star-studded lineup it is, too, ladies and gentlemen. Shapely Sophie Barnsides, Queen of the Golden Trampoline. That toe-tapping twosome, toots and boots. Tiger Toomey and his groovy woovies, whose latest disc-click, Chickle Chewin' Chick, is riding high on the charts. Not to mention Viola Bibble, former big band thrush, who's currently knocking him dead as lead understudy in the Broadway hit Follies of 1927. And remember, Mitch Miller reserves the right to change his guest list without prior notice. That's right, he may spring a few surprise deletions, but no matter who's visiting the Mitch Miller show... You'll find it's fine CBS Radio Sunday Night Fair. I wonder who's uh, really going to be visiting him this week. Well, I don't know, but you'll have to go some to beat our lineup. You will invite uh, Mitch to drop by here sometimes. Or at least to send his beard over. <laughs> Very good. We mentioned earlier that uh, an old friend of ours is here in the studio, a gentleman who's had a lot of exploring experience and who right now is planning a new expedition... Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Charles L. Fat Chance. How are you, Charlie? Pretty good, Bob. Hi, everybody. You haven't Hi. lost any weight since oh. we saw you last. <laughs> what do you tip the scales at now? Well, it's uh, really not as... Uh, I don't weigh as much as my suits would indicate. The fellow sells me these big, uh, light suits. Make me look like a blimp torn away from Lakehurst. <laughs> I, uh, I was going to ask you who blew your suits up for right. <laughs> to, uh, to answer your uh, question, Bob, I weigh 285 pounds. Right. Now, let's get down without to... Without uh, my clothes. 
But then, of course, you don't see me on the street ball for that one. <laughs> Still the same keen sense of humor, uh, Fat Chance. Without it, uh, Bob, uh, I'd be a sick man. Uh, Without tell, a sense of humor. <clears throat> tell me this. Uh, I mean, it's my <clears throat> safety valve. Right. If I didn't have that, I'd be uh, unraveling sweaters somewhere. <laughs> uh, Charlie, yeah. they tell me that you're preparing another of your famed expeditions. And where is it going to be? What far corner of the world? What little-known spot on the globe will you be touching on this time? Spinney Hill in Great Neck. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Is it uh... Bob, it's one of the most treacherous roads that you'll ever drive on. If there's, if there's ice and sleet coming down. Mm -hmm. It's difficult to, to walk uh, also, uh, and I think it's a challenge to any uh, person like myself. But you will be making this, uh, this ascent on foot, I understand, and will you be doing it alone, or do you have uh, a crew with you to help with the gear and the various things that uh, you'll No, make? Fat Gibbons is going with me. Uh-huh. And... Uh, do uh, you have a picture of uh, Spinney Hill that we could look at? Yes, yeah, there it is. I see you marked an X there for your base camp. That's How long right. will you be there? About 10 minutes. From there, you start the perilous ascent. That's right. Uh, with your pythons, of course. and uh, That's why we have these shoes, too, with the spikes on the bottom of them. <laughs> and uh, we're going to try out a new fabric jacket. That uh, people, uh, the manufacturer wants to see if it'll keep us warm and uh, keep the uh, the the, uh, the weather off us, the rain, yeah. the snow that we're we're apt to uh, run into as we approach the apex of this hill. Are you carrying a flag with you to plant uh, should you reach the top? Yes, uh, British uh, Honduras. Wonderful. And uh, looking at the picture here, it, uh, I did fly the Panamanian flag for a while, but I decided against it. Uh, uh, this particular... What is the exact altitude of uh, the hill? I think it's... Uh, you, you refer to as a hill. I right? think it's 105 feet above sea level. 105. So you should be back to dinner, I guess. Lunch. For lunch. Because coming down, you move a lot faster. Right. Especially a fellow like me. Well, thanks. Uh, thank you, Charlie, and our best to uh, Fat Gibbons. Uh, certainly hope that you will be successful in uh, your ascent. And uh, come back and tell us about it. I will, Bob. Now that you know the way, don't be a stranger. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That chance, ladies and gentlemen. There's wonderful no person. A wonderful person. <clears throat> uh, see, uh, we'll have a definition of a fat person in just ten seconds. <laughs> That definition. That person, someone who weighs a lot. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, until tomorrow, this is Ray Goulding reminding you all to write if you get work. Bob Elliott reminding you to hang by your thumb. Scramble wits, keep your funny side up tomorrow on the CBS Radio Network. <laughs>